Hey everybody, welcome to another fantastic episode of the Ember Sword Podcast. We are mixing it up this week and it's going to be much chiller and slightly less focused than it usually is, if that's even possible. Um, we have a fantastic community over on our Discord, which I've, you know, stressed at the end of every podcast to the chagrin of, I assume, everybody. So we figured if um, we are going to be making a game for the community, we might as well start having the most active members of our community on the podcast. Bit of synergy for you. So today we're going to do just that. I have Vala here with me from the dev team. Say hi, dude. Hello. And as for the community members, introduce yourselves, guys. Oh, I'm Vipson and the other guys, you know, felt. Oh, wow. What, what, what a great intro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I think most people know you as Doc, don't they? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Most of the OGs know him as Sir Vibson, but he, he, he's he been named Duck for a while. Yeah, I just had to accept it. Yeah. <laughs> Brain fart. And yeah, I'm, uh, hi, I'm, I'm Felp. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. 10 Fantastic. out of 10 stuff, guys. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just letting you rest to see how long it'll take. <laughs> Sorry. So, um, Vala came up with the basic structure of this podcast so we can follow that uh loosely um we had this idea of featuring the players what your gaming backstory is how you got introduced to mmos and so on and so forth so i guess uh rock paper scissors who wants to start with just sharing a bit about themselves uh, i picked paper doc how about you <laughs> <laughs> wow okay i pick rock go first oh hell yeah <laughs> Good I don't know. <laughs> uh, all right. I mean, uh, uh, the backstory in gaming, you said. Yeah. Uh, or anything well. that comes that you know comes natural. You you started off Mike talk talking about your fantastic upbringing in the the cold oh. lands of Sweden. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's uh, since 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 my oh, as I as mentioned before, me uh. Uh, my dad's been big into uh, just computers, and he he likes to fiddle around with technology a lot, and that's kind of spread to both me and my big brother. Uh, my brother's uh, like six years older than me, so I've always kind of been kind of hanging over his, uh, looking over his shoulder, seeing what he's playing, and uh, from there on, I've kind of been like, oh, what's that? That's a cool game. Can I play that? And I'm like, oh, you don't have a computer to play that. And I'm like, how do we fix that? And I go and ask my dad, and I was like, I, I, I want a computer. And it's like, well, go make your own. And uh, <laughs> that kind of put me in uh, quite the predicament to begin with. How old uh, were you? Seven. Seven. The computer seven, excellent. <laughs> so, uh, luckily, I've always been a big fan of Lego. <laughs> and uh, building a computer is kind of like building Lego for uh, just... <clears throat> like slightly more is, nerdy people. <laughs> yeah, slightly more nerdy, and the price tag is uh, a lot higher. <laughs> I don't know, not anymore. I feel like that oh, is yeah, super yeah. expensive now. Have you that's, seen that Millennium Falcon? Jesus Christ! <laughs> like, I'd rather just have a computer for that price. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. No, so I, uh, I, I'm I, w with some help, of course. I mean, you, you don't leave a seven-year-old to just build a computer on his own. That's 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 not gonna. That's a no bueno. <laughs> Why is there uh, chocolate in the CPU? <laughs> yeah but uh, with some help i got it working and uh i you know started playing my first ever proper game and uh, that was actually an mmo what was ah, it? it was uh, an old mmo from 
back 2005, I think it launched. Uh, it's called Rolls Online. I have no idea what it stands for, but uh, some some Korean uh, chibi-looking MMO where it's pretty theme park. You run around, you have a set amount of classes and a bunch of subclasses, and you just kill stuff. Pretty much purely PvE, some arena PvP and all that, but nothing I was too interested in. I was mostly just hanging around with my brother and his friends, playing that game with them. And then from then on, it kind of kind of spiraled. <laughs> Into what? Into, uh... <clears throat> um... Uh, RuneScape, League of Legends, uh, Dark Souls... Hell um, yes. Uh, what else do we got? We got, um... What's the best Dark Souls and why is it Dark Souls 2? Uh, the best Dark Souls is Dark Souls 3, and that's because you can be a mage without investing in focus. Now, we Weapon Arts in Dark Souls 3 is amazing. Yes. Best edition ever. But stance, though. Dark Souls 2 had gold triangle for stance. Dude, just go play Neo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so scared. I have it. I got to a, to a, a dead geisha, and I got too scared, and I quit. <laughs> ah, shit, dude. Oh, man. Yeah. Nah, I, I, uh, I've, been, I've been around and played a lot of games, all different kinds, like shooters, like CSGO, Killing Floor, Quake... Uh, not RTS games like strategy games like uh, um, what do you call it uh, Star something something the uh, the Activision the Blizzard one Starcraft Starcraft yeah I, I didn't play that or you know these uh, other Red, Red Alert or whatever I, I know of them just haven't played them it's not really my thing okay and so I you're like really for it. you're really big into action basically I am very big into just action like okay. thinking on my feet and uh strategizing that way okay so that sort of leads into your uh, enjoyment of, of pvp yup that's uh it's a big one i love me some pvp especially team-based because yeah. it's just a lot more fun working with people mm -hmm. especially when you can sit and have some banter with them every once in a while <laughs> definitely definitely and uh and so like how do you get introduced to ember sword well, considering I uh, I liked RuneScape a lot, I um, had some friends that mentioned a game called Albion Online, and uh, oh man, that's uh, that's uh, that's an interesting one. I, I lost four years of my life to that game. Um, wow, that's a deep hole. Yeah, that's a deep hole. We don't need to get into that unless you really want to. <laughs> But yeah, no, it was uh, full loot PvP, it was amazing, it had some of the, uh, you know, I'm using the board MOBA loosely here, uh, mm. aka League of Legends-esque, uh, it had that kind of combat top-down style, and uh, I really enjoyed that, because I played League of Legends a lot leading up to that, uh, and that's, you know, playing that game for a, a whole bunch of time, uh, you know, start making some contacts here and there, and people are looking for other games because Albion Online kind of started going downhill after about two years. I don't know, something happened with their uh, with, with their direction of the game where they didn't want to focus on the team-based PvP anymore. Mm. Uh, and so I had a bunch of people just looking around for other promising projects. And I'm pretty sure in one of the, uh, you know, dozens of servers that 
are Albion related that I'm in Discord. Some of them mentioned Ember Sword at some point, like two years ago. And uh, I guess that's how I just found Ember Sword. Had okay. all the stuff that I uh, wanted with Albion, and uh, it's like, yeah, all right, this looks promising. Let's see what it is. Thank God for good marketing. <laughs> <laughs> you mean non-existent word to mouth? What? <laughs> We're getting there. And Vib, how yeah. about you? How did how did you come to our pastures, or where did your journey start to lead you to our pastures? I guess. Well, game wise, I've just been playing games since I was little. So I guess I started out when it came to Game Boys because my cousins and they would just show me a bunch of random games. I originally started out with an obsession with Pokemon. And from there, I just went to different things, be it usually handheld, con sorry, handheld consoles. That's really relatable. <laughs> yeah, but so um, the main consoles I usually would play on would be Wii and all that. But because I never had a P I never had a PlayStation. My mom, my mom honestly thought that the main games that were on there were Call of Duty and Game Grand Theft Auto. So she didn't really <laughs> play that. That's hilarious. Did she ever so, yeah. get you like the apps, the most wrong game of like ever? Because my mom once uh, oh, yeah. bought me a Wii game. It was like a, a brain teaser type of thing. And when I asked her what I'm supposed to do with this, she just pointed to the to the ESRB rating that said 3 plus and said, look, it's your PlayStation 3. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no, I feel so bad for you. <laughs> no, I've gotten, some really, I've gotten some really bad games, but I haven't gotten the actual wrong system game, no. Oh, I'm so sorry. What, what bad games did you get? For Wii, the one that's most memorable is I got a Wreck-It Ralph game. Oh boy, <laughs> no! The most memorable one I have that's bad. I've seen the movie. <laughs> I can't the imagine the was, game would be very good. The game on Wii was really bad, that's all I can tell you. I imagine the box quote was just, I saw the movie, <laughs> IG. Oh, yes. <laughs> but yeah, from that I just went to, when I finally got my computer, I believe I was maybe 11. And I got a computer and... I just started playing any game that I could find on. It was, I think, it was Area Games. That was the site. I would just start oh. playing. It was a bunch of anime games. Yeah. So I started downloading all of them. Did you play? Uh, did you play the tennis game? I don't remember what it's called. No, I don't believe so. Okay. Or like S4 League. I remember playing Elsword almost religiously because my okay, friend got yeah, me yeah. into it, and I was stuck on that so long. <laughs> but then I realized that I was terrible at the game, so I just got bored of it. Yeah. It was pretty fun to begin with, though. Yeah, but from there, I just started playing different games and enjoying it. I think I got stuck on a Roblox for the longest because I had a bunch of friends on there. Oof. Yeah. That's actually the sound they make, though. I started going on, I, I think recently, no, it was about a year ago, year and a half. I started looking online trying to find an MMO to play, and yours, your game was on the list, and I just clicked on it, came to the Discord, and been here since. Hell yeah. Not all heroes wear capes. Uh, so <laughs> it's a weird thing to say. Um, yeah, yeah. Segue quick, segue quick. Um, so what? What is? What do you guys hope for Ember Sword to become? What do you envision liking about Ember Sword once it actually comes out? Yeah, let's start with whips in this time. Well, when it comes to the game, I particularly want to be able to. Mind you, already know, but I want to be able to get into the trading aspect where I just want to enjoy the caravan ink part. Pretty much. That's mm -hmm. really it. I don't particularly care. I don't. I mean, I do want to do PvP specifically because I just want to annoy <laughs> Felt. That's about <laughs> it. 
yeah, other than that, I do want to go into trading because it's just, it's something that I can actually think, take time to think about and sit down and do writing and just, you know, it's a lot that I can do. Okay. I can and, uh, items that I can find and set up different shops in every, in different areas. It's just something huh. that seems fun to organize. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, and like, how is your, like, like, what do you think about being like the option to be ganked throughout your, your journey as a trader? Like, does that, that specifically is kind of the fun part. Okay, okay. No, it doesn't at all. That just sound, that makes it the difficulty makes it more fun to me. That's why I want to do it. Okay, cool. Well, I I hope we we can satisfy your your hopes and dreams for for trading. Uh, I myself am am like big, 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 big professions guy. Uh, in in, in other MMOs, I really like. Uh, I really like when when MMOs take them super seriously. Um, and and make sure that they're not just uh, throwaway, which uh, was my um, experience in in World of Warcraft. So um, I'm really harping on on the team to make sure that we take this aspect of the game super seriously. We're essentially making Oregon Trail. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. You will catch untold diseases trying to go through one from one inch to the other, and you will lose your life for wood. I mean, especially for one of the regions, Severin, the the toxic jungle. It's a toxic jungle? I should really read the design document. <laughs> you really should. <laughs> I, just, dude, I honestly thought it was just a jungle. I didn't think it was a toxic jungle. You know what to avoid. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, um, With a bunch of criminals. How exactly did World of Warcraft not take profession seriously? Um, it's just that, uh, for example, with uh, like craft, like a lot of crafting professions, where with like armor and weapon crafting that sort of stuff, like uh, once you get to late game, uh, those items are completely pointless. I mean, sure, in the beginning of the expansion or of any given expansion, like they're sort of useful uh, to get you started on on like. Uh, and game PvE and game PvP that sort of stuff, but like after like a couple raids or like a couple dun uh, a couple like high end dungeons or whatever, you can chop the most of the professions anyway. Like they're pretty, they get pretty useless pretty quickly, uh, which I think is really too bad. I think um, the importance of like cooking and, and alchemy are like uh, that's pretty fine, but but for crafty profession I, I think it's it's really too bad i'm learning a lot my i have ironically almost zero mmo experience so all <laughs> of this is just so fascinating to me i know i know hey i've played lineage too and for longest okay look okay that's pretty good though <laughs> i called it lineage oh no <laughs> to be fair i did that too <laughs> we, we couldn't pronounce the word lineage it was 2006 when i live in bulgaria for christ's sake like yeah, that's fair. We played it on and off in what was it like PC cafes? That oh yeah, man, that was a time and a half. Remember we... when that was a thing? <laughs> PC cafes. Back before we could we could just earn our own money and build our own shit boxes. Yes. <laughs> I'm ironically, I must have spent more than I spent on my actual computer going to those over the course of two years, and all we did was just either play lineage. From like new accounts because we had no idea. there was no saving and we couldn't comprehend that we could just log into our account again so we just had like 10 <laughs> oh, million email no. accounts oh, again boy. 
really stupid children learning English through video games, right? Oh, that hurts me. Yep, oh. so we just remade them and we went on pirate servers where you could level to max level in like three hits of the first basic mob. And then we just spend hours staring at the level up screen, going to a tower and getting hit by like huge bull dudes <laughs> who, who weren't torrent for legal reasons. Oh boy. Christ. But I mean, it's uh, it was a cool social experience, I'm guessing. Oh, it was fantastic. We would just sit next to each other, do this. The, the repetition actually really, really helped us like, just either foster relationships or just enjoy ourselves. I remember the, the dumbest thing we did was for seven months straight, I shit you not, you would go to the PC cafe, sit down and play the exact same game of Command and Conquer General Zero Hour, where me and a friend, there, there was this super like long map. And me and a friend would go on one team, we would, <laughs> we would sit at the top end of the map, and we would just fortify the crap out of our bases with, like, laser turrets and shit. And then we would just spend the whole game accumulating money while the third person we were playing against played as the very non-politic, not politically correct terrorist faction. 2003 <laughs> was a wild year. And uh, he would just send... This, this just keeps getting worse and worse as they talk about it. I can't believe this was a game made in the, tw <laughs> in the 21st century. He would send suicide bombers <laughs> over to our defenses. What? So we would, over the course of an hour and a half, recreate the Cold War, where oh. none of us could <laughs> go through our own defenses, and we would just build super weapons for mutually assured destruction. We had, we had no concept of war games, by the way, so we just did this organically. I think we're low-key sociopaths. Wow. Anyway, Fop, what that. are your dreams for Episode? <laughs> wow. <clears throat> that's a that's a very interesting uh game and habit as a as a kid. <laughs> yeah. We had nothing to do. We had Fox Kids in Russian and this like nothing else. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh Phelps your turn. Oh shit, what were we talking about? Uh, your hopes for Ember Sword. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got too engrossed in this. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could probably fill a whole episode of my insane childhood. You know, you want to know how I sewer dive for Yu Gi Oh cards? I got you. Oh no, don't even start. <laughs> we can do that next time. Alright. Uh, oh, yeah, okay, Ember Sword. <laughs> um, well, shit, I mean, as I, as I mentioned, or as, as Valley said before, I mean, I'm. I'm, I'm I, I like my PvP. That's that's pretty much what I did in uh, in Albion Online as well. Like getting full loot PvP means there's some actual meaning to killing some another player in the game. You actually get something from it other than just oh you ranked up in whatever infamy or rank system they had for PvP leaderboards. You know, you, you'd actually get something tangible from it. So that's a really big drive for me personally having some some actually um um like impactful pvp uh, and another thing i'm hoping for is uh that uh you guys make some uh kind of you know team-based stuff maybe maybe not instance maybe instance it depends on how you want to do it but it's just i want to be able to get a couple of guys together and have just you know square off in a fight versus another similarly sized team and just see who's better at teamwork, who's better at doing, you know, their own class or their own playstyle or whatever. That's uh, that's something I like. Like I've, I've mentioned, uh, and I've mentioned to 
might have mentioned this one before, but uh, Battle Right is a nice game. It's uh, it's a, basically yeah. a very uh, it's a very tight action-packed arena where yeah, you just go in and you just immediately get into the thick of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, there's just everyone's on a level playing field kind of because you get to you have all these options. You get to pick what you bring in with you, but you can't really you know switch it out afterwards. An Ember mm-hmm. Sword that's you know you you can that translates to you kind of bring your you know you choose your gear for the match and maybe you bring with you alternative sets for after you die and you know okay we can i can bring this with me and i can compensate for whatever we lost etc mm-hmm. uh but just having you know somewhat somewhat fair fights like just having and having some risk to it all uh is uh it's kind of what i'm looking for here that sounds very samurai-esque on your part. Just you know, face off against other honorable opponents and beat them down using teamwork. <laughs> I mean, uh, th- that's not to say I appreciate just a difficult PVE content. I mean, yeah, I have course. played Destiny. I have played Killing Floor. Like, I like difficulty mm-hmm. as long as it's yeah. not just bullet sponges that are just annoying. Like, I, I know you, you guys mentioned this in an earlier podcast as well. It's just like... Uh, something's hard or something's difficult. Yeah. Like you want to, you want to have uh, interaction to be the difficult part. Like playing Sekiro or playing, uh, uh, you know, Dark Souls. Yeah. You want to be, be able to just quickly decide and dodge and react and all that stuff. Yeah, most of the team is, is a big proponent of challenge as a leading philosophy, driving mm-hmm. difficulty and not just stat sticks, smashing other stat sticks over the head. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, that's, 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 that stuff just isn't interesting in the long run mm-hmm. like you want uh an, an encounter to be super memorable you want to be able to tell people why a certain boss is fun or why a certain dungeon is fun and not have to just rely on 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 health being being buffed once you ramp difficulty or so so on yeah hell yeah in essence, yeah. it doesn't make for good longevity to have a game that's just you know increasing numbers of yeah. of health being thrown around. Um, <clears throat> Get your impact. Think about is that freaking Circle Tunes video where he has it, where he's going to fight the boss, and every time he kills it, it just pulls up another. Four. Oh no! That's all I'm thinking of now. <laughs> Great video. <clears throat> Don't remind me. Yeah, I'm, I'm 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 in heavy PTSD mode now because Destiny Two is essentially going that route. Oh no. And yeah. your boy is have been having an existential crisis for the past week and a half. Yeah, I, I mean, I like in the in the initial run, uh, in the beginning of, of Destiny Two, I like I, I really started missing the the encounters of, of late Destiny One. Like I was huge into raiding in Destiny One, and, and those encounters were super fun, and I've been really inspired by them. Um, and I feel like they just sort of lost that magic. It's. I mean, it's a completely separate topic, and if if I do get into it, it I swear to God, it's gonna be two hours. Yeah. So yeah, just, yeah. just to keep it succinct, it's it's not. It's it's a strange design philosophy they're employing right now. It's it's almost the antithesis of what we're trying to do, where we're trying to you know make a decent game that people are drawn to for its you know variety of things you can do, and you get to keep your stuff. Destiny Two is built on taking your stuff right now. And that's just that uh, boggles the mind who that's for. Uh, but anyway, that's that's an entirely different topic. <laughs> yeah. um, you guys for for the 
for generously participating. You had some questions that you wanted to have answered uh, by people in the know and on the inside. And since you've been such good sports about coming on and you know talking a bit about yourselves, you have free reign to to ask those questions now. Uh, Vib, let's start with you, because you're you have had one burning question in the oh, chamber no. for a month. <laughs> oh man, here we go. <laughs> I just want to know: is there going to be duck related stuff? That's it. Okay, so um, let me get onto this one. So, actually, <laughs> actually, uh, I have been I've been talking to Joris. And uh, I've been on, I've been on uh, armor and set design for for a while now, and um, and I'm slowly coming up with with an idea uh, about um, a duck set, which will be super like at least legendary, and uh, and it's gonna be super fun. Uh, I really wanted to to really feel uh, special and feel very. Uh, quirky and fun um so so yeah um i think uh i think we might we might expect some duck stuff in the future i think i just felt the atmospheric shift from vib's spike in heart rate like we were talking about like having an option in graphics where you can just click it and then uh all the heads of, of all players you're gonna oh, see no. are gonna turn into ducks i the cow level does not exist no exactly now it's the duck level <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that is that's that's amazing. This com campaign super hard, and yeah, it, it'll work. Yeah. Oh man, I mean, I, I was honestly just expecting a uh, a simple. Oh yeah, artist workshop, go do it. <laughs> no man, I'm I'm definitely concepting this. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Huge like I've concepted dumb shit before. Mark once told me to concept a space captain. And I did, and then I was told it looked like a, like a, gay stripper. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> that sounds like like some weird mod for like Risk of Rain. They only have a captain. Yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, remove remove his coat. I want to know what's under coat. So yeah, I already talked to Stu about the pets, and he didn't explain. He didn't go into much detail. So I was wondering how they're gonna function. Okay. So, um, for starters, uh, pets are initially going to be primarily cosmetic. Um, they might not be present at launch. Um, so we're trying our best to, like, making sure that uh, for the initial launch, we're going to have something that's it's just super fun and playable. And then uh, some of the additional fireworks, like pets and... And some other things that we've discussed, uh, mounts, for example, from last episode, um, they are something that we really want to do, and um, we have some ideas, but uh, for now they just uh, aren't like a priority, like some of the other things are. And so, so we, and, and plus we also want to figure out whether or not um, pets could work as uh, as a functional thing, um, as having an a purpose, a purpose. Wow, uh, Agnes is super hard. But like for now, they're gonna they they are looking to be primarily cosmetic, um, cute little things to follow you around to sort of show uh, show off. All right, that's fine. That's actually how I wanted them to work in the first place, so I'm all good with that. Yeah. 
Okay, so when it comes to regions, you guys brought up about, well, not regions, but land specifically, but you guys brought up how you were going to expand the amount of land we were gonna, you were going to have in the game. And someone else brought up how that might make the actual, each region somewhat bigger considering the larger kingships. Mm -hmm. Now, that, is there going to be any way to switch regions between the... Concert, oh, wait, that, actually... The so, like, is, solar wood switching to Ediso or Duskwood, yeah. that sort of stuff, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, we're definitely gonna... Since you only have one character slot on your account, uh, of course we want to make sure that people can actually... If they really want to change what their home region is, we want to allow them to do that. And that might... Uh, that is most likely gonna cost you um, some in-game currency uh, to some extent. And then we might introduce a quest so you story-wise get introduced to a region. So you have like a like an idea of what the region is about and and what they stand for. Uh, and so, but as well as having like a, a sort of cooldown so you don't like end up switching like five times within a day. Because of course you are like if you're if if you start a region and you figure out okay it's not really for me. Like, I don't really vibe with the story or the style or or the environment, sort of not the the stuff I'm super into, um, but they look cool on the uh, on the outside. You might want to switch to to a different region or or also just to to try out some some different quests or get another view on the on the main story. OK, so I accidentally melded two questions when I was talking about the this one before. So when it comes to actually owning, when it comes to the land, is it gonna the amount of since the amount of land increased, is that gonna just increase the actual region size you guys are planning on making or not? Uh, it probably will. The thing is that um, for now we're we have a like we sort of have a map of the world, but the thing is that uh, right now it's super like a functionally designed map versus uh and like an interestingly designed map uh so right now it's just like squares uh you have like a capital in the middle and a kingship which is a a, a square like uh, a square zone uh and then the uh pve zone and the pvp zone which is sort of like cross between the regions and and we're probably going to make this like a lot more interesting, not have them like uh, uniform uh, in size, and so uh, sizes are definitely going to differ, and they're definitely gonna uh, gonna look and feel different, and thus the kingships will also be uh, also probably maybe expand depending on what, how much space we need, uh, especially depending on how large the capital is, um, and some regions might also have. Might also just have a little bit more kingship space than other regions, um, so it depends on 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 how we decide the and uh, like the map is gonna look in the end. Uh, we like me and Sam and and Victor and George are like still need to be super uh, sure about what we're gonna do do about that, but uh, we're working on it. That's probably the the best I can say. All right, and my last question is basically, was there anything you guys had originally thought of before that you scrapped, but you might add later? So, there 
I wouldn't say there's so much ideas that we scrapped. I mean, most of the ideas that we've had have been sort of compliant with the feel of the game uh, and the direction of the game. Uh, but there are definitely ideas that didn't that wouldn't have worked, but we ended up like re uh, like redesigning them to to a point where they made sense. Um, like boss ideas where we're like. Okay, this probably isn't going to work, server-wise it's going to be super weird, or <clears throat> like game feel-wise it, it doesn't feel super Amber Sword. And then we decided to like rethink the idea and uh, it came up and come up with concepts that make, that made more sense. Uh, so, so yeah. Uh, not, we didn't really scrap so many ideas, more than, than retool ideas to, to have them. The Embasword. Right. Which nicely Felby. leads it, yeah, into Felb's question, which <laughs> is more, I assume, going to take the form of a discussion, so shoot. Oh man, well, it's, it's a rather loaded one. Uh, it's, I tried to boil it down, so it required uh, very little context. Uh, but, let's see here, it's just, when it comes to PvP, you can do this open world PvP in many different ways. Uh, you mentioned ganking before, and I mentioned, you know, having a somewhat fair fight of somewhat equal equal numbers. And I'm interested in to see if, if you guys have thought about or are going to make or encourage consensual PvP between people looking for a fight rather than people looking for a target, in this case, you know, ganking. Uh, that simply, you know, this target being on the PvP zone simply accepting the risk of being killed. But they went out there with the intention of, you know, gathering the higher tier materials or killing the higher tier world bosses, etc. And, uh, yeah, you have predators hunting them with specific setups, you know, with hard counter in terms of gear to whatever they might be running, rather than people looking for other people to fight because that's a big concern i had with uh with with albion it was a lot of people didn't want to fight they just wanted to kill yeah uh so uh let me start out by by saying that um the arena we we're working on right now we have discussed um a couple times how this could and probably should <clears throat> be used for, for organized PvP uh, in some way, uh, and again, like I mentioned with the pets and the mounts, it might not be present at launch, uh, but it's definitely something that we really want to get out as fast as possible, uh, just because it's like it means a lot to a lot of people uh, to be able to uh, to be able to yeah have consensual PvP as you as you talk about. Um, and know that the opposing team um, is ready for a fight and you can really do some really high skill level stuff, some really intense fights, and we really want to award people who, uh, who are into that sort of stuff and not have them have to deal with organizing it themselves uh, in the PvP zone, right? Because that would just be too much work for the player for uh and while it might be more organic and it and it's most definitely going to happen for for like light, larger fights but 
but I think uh, I think it's important that uh, that we also take note of the uh, the PvP uh, centered camps, uh, the campsites that you're gonna find in the different PvP zones, um, which will be owned by a particular guild or a region, um, depending on the camp, and thus people who come there uh, to defend that are looking for a fight and they're ready for a fight and the people who attack them are of course also ready and looking for a fight right so you're gonna have uh, you're gonna have fights that are definitely consensual in the world uh, but we also really want to do uh, arena style fighting um, which would be centered around basically, Giving a purpose to 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 the the arena or or for organized PvP other than just uh, looking cool on the leaderboard, right? Either way, it sounds like we're leaning more towards making PvP a, an activity that both parties want to engage in instead of yeah. poor Vib going on the Oregon Trail, yeah. just dying of all sorts of diseases, <laughs> and then felt Assassin's yeah. Creed's him from the woods. <laughs> yeah, uh, another. Concern then with the arena that you mentioned is will it be full loot? Um, so I mean, since we haven't completely decided on what we're gonna do with the arena, um, I can't say for sure that it's gonna be uh, that you're gonna drop loot at all. Uh, but there's definitely gonna be a reason to go in there other than just PvPing. Of course, PvPing is for fun, and some people just want to do that. But but as you mentioned in your in your backstory and your hopes for, for for the game is that it's more satisfying if you get some souvenirs afterwards if that is uh experience for leveling up so there's a purpose in, in pvping when you're when you're progressing the game uh or if that is a special um special item drops that you can only get there or that sort of stuff, um, we're still going to have to figure that out. But you really want to make sure that, that the people who go in there uh, feel like uh, they got rewarded for, for their hard work and, and for winning. We did mention this in a previous podcast in, in terms of PvP, where we're thinking of sort of a tiered structure. In my experience, sort of akin to Destinies, where you can choose what difficulty, uh, dynamically, you want a certain encounter to be, at and then you with the higher risk comes a higher reward so it's feasible i'm not saying that this is going to be the case again everything you said here is subject to change but we could implement a system where when you sign up for a pvp match you you can choose the degree of consequence you want to face hell yeah which to me sounds like a fantastic middle ground for everybody you can you can choose what what level of pvp you want to engage in and get the appropriate reward for it that's awesome because i wanna well the, the the way i've done it before and i'll be online is i pvp in order to get more res- resources to continue pvping mm. <laughs> yeah and that's similar to to other games right but yeah. of course if there's some stuff that that you can only get through pvp or you're, you're there's a way to to sort of wager like wager uh items uh, cosmetics, that sort of stuff. It suddenly gets uh, a little bit more exciting. Yeah, it really does. 
Especially considering the value attached to those cosmetics. That is yeah. actual real oh, stakes. Yeah. It's gladiatorial almost. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. But you know, it, it adds to the arena experience, really. Uh, if yeah. anybody, and I mean anybody, says, are you not entertained in chat? Oh, man. <laughs> Instaban. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we, we uh, like, I was talking to Joris about, like, uh, it could be super fun to have the arena allow spectators. Uh, and if if the if the fight isn't super exciting, they have the option to to throw uh, vegetables like tomatoes and that sort of stuff at the players. Purely cosmetic, right? Please. Uh, let's hope please, so. Please don't cover my screen with tomatoes. Depends on your aim. <laughs> now we're covering the screen. You gotta pay thirty-five cents to remove the tomato gunk. Oh no. Surprise, it's been a mobile game this whole time. Oh. You've been bamboo. <laughs> I mean, technically, it's gonna be mobile anyway, so. Longest way to Way to bring it back, dude. <laughs> Cross promotion. Cross promotion, hell yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, I mean, that's, that sounds. Uh... It, it's it's it sounds like you've got some uh, some ideas of where you want to take this, and uh, they they uh, they seem to be mostly aligning with what I'm after. So that's that's great. Yeah, I mean we have a we have a bunch of people on the team who are like big into PP as well. So uh, we're definitely not going to skimp on making PP fun. Yup. Then and of course we're we are constantly monitoring the Discord. We're constantly trying to engage in conversations, see what you guys want, and implement it as best as we can. And yeah. it definitely helps that you guys are so, you know, active and passionate about this, so... I'm, I'm this, terribly this... sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this is kind of sad, like, seriously, thanks for, for being so active. Yeah, it, it, it means a whole lot to us, and that's also why I felt it was so important that we do this podcast. Um, because it's, it like, it for the first, like, first off, it, it shows respect to the, to the players, because we are super fortunate to have such... Uh, engaged and so such active players, um, but also, uh, but also just because it, it gets it gets us a better feel as to what kind of people uh, want to play this game and what their and what their passions are, and and that's gonna that's gonna have a huge impact on on, on where we take this game. I think we're gonna start crying. Okay, this this feels like a fantastic <laughs> note to end on. Before I actually start bawling, I'm going to need my eyes dry to lift all that wood. So yeah. <laughs> thank you guys for taking the time to participate in the podcast. This was legit fun. And yeah, it really was. This is definitely not the last one of these. Like I, I envision us doing this in the future again. If we oh, can concert something something fun to do. Hell, even a hangout might be an interesting accord considering if we've we've at least a couple of us are European and I've I've uh, oh, sorry do I... we <laughs> it's we tend to just Europeans tend to have weird stories about growing up in <clears throat> Europe and the further east you go the weirder it gets and again this is weirdly racist but I'm not it just happens anyway uh, thank you for participating thank you guys for listening and we will catch you next time hey you you made it to the end congratulations. That must mean you like us enough to want more, right? Well, good news! We're all over the internet. Go to embersword.com and subscribe to our newsletter for a chance to play the game early, as well as the latest interesting tidbits on the game and the team. Join our lovely Discord community over at discord.gg embersword. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at PlayEmbersword for regular updates on what we're up to. And remember the basics. 
drink water, be kind to each other, and spread the word about Ember Sword.